Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anti-Agency Podcast, Stories of Doing Business Differently. I'm excited for our guest this week. Her name is Ty Goodwin, and she is from That Marketing Team. Ty, welcome to the show. Hey, Jason. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for being here. Let's just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Well, I am a digital marketer and teacher at heart. I'm the CEO of, like you said, that marketing team, and I'm also the creator of the Liberated CEO. And um, who would have thought 20 plus years ago that I would be doing marketing? I started off as a school mm-hmm. teacher, if you can oh, wow. believe that. So um, mm-hmm. I've, I've made a really big pivot um, in careers over that 20 plus year period. And what we do now, you know, as a marketing agency is we are the machine behind the message of companies and brands that are transforming lives and changing the world. And we love every single minute of it. Awesome. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Um, so in between my marketing career, because I, I coached um, girls volleyball, and I was a really great coach. And I'm like, oh, I should be a teacher. And I got my master's degree. And then I went into the classroom and I was like, whoa, this isn't like coaching sports. <laughs> that was a little bit of a misstep. And then I dived back into marketing. So I, um, I can certainly relate to teaching a little bit. Um, so that I love hearing that. But uh, so you've been doing, you had mentioned prior to getting on here, uh, you've been doing your own thing for, for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, you know, when you think about your journey as an entrepreneur, you know, what are, what are the what are a few things that kind of stand out more than anything that have really that, huge learnings for you or um, just big things that have really helped you kind of ascend as a business owner? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the first one was failing like hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is, it. you know, five years in this iteration of my business, but I was actually an entrepreneur for about four years before I had a full-time job and I had a side hustle. And I like to say that I was Facebook rich and profit poor. You know, mm-hmm. I had a whole bunch of people who loved me on Facebook. Oh, you're so inspirational. You know, we share your stuff, but I had no real buyers consistently. And so I ended up going back to a day job and I learned a lot about, first of all, my resilience, right? I also Mm -hmm. learned that, you know, I do not want to be in corporate America, but I also learned that I needed to learn how to market, right? Mm Because that was something that nobody teaches you that, you know, you, I've got these skills and it seems like this should be in demand. So I'm just going to put it out there and get clients. No, you got to learn how to market. You have to learn how to sell. Um, And so those were, that was like real big takeaways from that. Um, Something else I had to really learn, or that's been a really big pivot for me, um, is about, I don't want to sell people something that's not true, right? In this day and age, we see all kinds of people telling marketing stories about six figures in six minutes, and I'm exaggerating just Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, And I never wanted to be one of those people. So um, it's really important to me that I practice what I teach. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things in our in our coaching side of the business are things that I have actually done um, or I've actually like really, really studied. It's never I watched a YouTube video and now I'm going to show you how to do it. Right. That's a huge part, I think, what makes of what makes us authentic, like which, which makes us authentic and which mm-hmm. makes people really feel like they can trust us so that our clients keep coming back and working with us for years. Got it. There's two things that you said that really land with me. The two words I use all the time for first is embracing failure, right? I always say fail forward, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to to make mistakes. It's okay to fail, but learn from them. Don't make the same mistakes. So I love that. And I live and breathe that every day. 
And then the other one, which I use all the time, is authenticity. So I think we're kindred spirits in that <laughs> regard. I, I'm very much of the same mindset around there's a lot of um, misinformation and and I, any, that, that's the thing about marketing, right? If I could go back and do something differently, I probably wouldn't be a marketer because so many people are just like, oh, I'll be a marketer. Like, you know, and they just snap their fingers and like they, you know, and so we, we like with social media, like we always try to dig deeper than vanity metrics, right? Mm -hmm. Because anybody can get you some Facebook likes or Instagram followers. It's the real results, right? Yeah. The things that actually matter to a business that stand the test of time. So I really, uh, I really resonate with those two things. I'm curious about you. Had, I know your path sounded like it kind of went a little bit in and out, but did you always feel like throughout your life that you kind of had that that entrepreneurial spirit flowing through you? Like you were just kind of wired to be your own boss, do your own thing, and kind of felt like a square peg in a round hole when you were working for others? Mm. Or did you just, um, or, or, or were there other reasons for you to kind of yeah. pursue that path? Well, I, I've always felt like a square peg in a round hole. So <laughs> yeah. whether that was your business or not. Um, but no, you know, like I, I thought I was going to be, um, I wanted to be a, a broadcast journalist. I wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Like I really, really um, never, ever saw myself as an entrepreneur. But then I had my daughter and I mm -hmm. wanted to be home with her. And so this was way back. My very first business, I was the savvy VA. This was when mm -hmm. virtual assistance was like just getting like to become popular. And I did it because I wanted to stay home with my kid. And once I started realizing and it was like how far away this was, how far ago this was, you know, I was using like Dreamweaver and, mm -hmm. you know, and all that kind of stuff it. to make websites yeah. and desktop publishing platforms. I mean, but I was I was I loved every minute of that, like doing those kinds of projects. But when mm -hmm. it comes to corporate, I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. I worked for a couple of Fortune 500 companies. I worked for a tech startup, but there was always a limitation. I was always boxed into what somebody said, this is what your role is. So I never really mm -hmm. felt like I got to do the best parts of what I like doing because it was just, it has to fit this role. And um, I also didn't like, same reason I didn't like teaching so much is mm -hmm. I didn't like that I was bound by somebody else's schedule. You know, as a teacher, you know this, you don't get to go to the bathroom mm -hmm. when you want to. Right? You can't just take off a day. Um, right. And even in corporate, it was that same thing. You only have two weeks of vacation. I didn't really like that. Um, and so when you start putting all those things together, it was it just made perfect sense. And then to come to find out, Jason, here's what's interesting. Um, yeah. I learned later that my father's side of the family is very entrepreneurial. Right? Mm. I've got two uncles right now that have stores and um, one has an um, appliance store and the other one has a, um, a home remodeling business that he does very well. And then I've got my grandfather who actually owned a store. I never knew that side of me. So it is in my blood. I just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. What, um, tell me a little bit more about what it was like when you first started um, that marketing team, like the current iteration of your business. What did that transition look like? Like what, what sparked leaving was it was it like a a, a general what was it a, a gradual uh transition or is it just like you woke up one day and like you know what i'm done i'm doing my own thing tell me a little about how that came to be well they were trying to change my job to something i didn't mm -hmm. want to be <laughs> right i was going from like this technical training manager and they were trying to make some changes in downsizing and they wanted me to become like a marketing educator i'm like yeah i'm not putting that on my resume you know yeah. and so and i decided to leave and this was the first time in my adult life I did not have a backup plan because while I was at my last, the last company I was, I could not have a business on the side. 
Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have a resume. I didn't have any job interviews lined up. I literally walked out with my little severance package. And I remember telling my husband at the time, I said, I will eat ramen noodles every day for a year before I go back into a nine to five job. <laughs> yeah. So um, did you have like um, your current business in motion yet? Or did you just, you just ripped off the band aid and you're like, all right, now what? And then it just started from there. It started from there. And that's actually how I got to start building quizzes, which is a part, large part of our business was mm-hmm. I had a list of about 2,500 people that I had downloaded, you know, like, cause when you close out your accounts, you have to download all the names and all that stuff. Hadn't talked to those mm-hmm. people in two and a half years. Yeah. I used a quiz and within about 10 days, I had 500 people back on my email list. And that's how I started building my business. And then when I wanted to, you know, scale that or grow that, I went back to a quiz. And this time I incorporated Facebook ads. And so I had one Facebook Mm -hmm. ad and one quiz. And I was able to grow my email list to about nine, but actually by 9,000 subscribers. I went from 1,700 people on my list to about Mm -hmm. 12,000 people on my list in about four months. Wow. And I never had to wonder where my next client was coming from because I had a system that was going to bring me leads every single month. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. What um, Obviously, it's a little scary when you make that leap, regardless of how prepared you are for it. Um, how long did it take you? Like, Obviously, how long did it take you to kind of get to a point where it became bigger than you, right? I think that's always like a transition, right? It's like yeah. when I started Socialistics... Yeah. It was just me and it didn't take long before it became bigger than me. How long was that transition for you? It was about um, kind of like about two years. And it, it, here's mm-hmm. what happened, though. My daughter was looking for a summer job. I'm like, you don't have to go to McDonald's. You can come work for me, right? <laughs> she went to be a video game designer. She loves that coding and that yeah. kind of stuff. And so she actually builds our quizzes now. She builds email automations. Oh, wow. I mean, she's building things in like Infusionsoft and Podia and, you know, go high level. But she's got that skill set. So she yeah. was my first employee in the how, company. How old was, was she at that time? She was like 17. Okay, so a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. See, now this is interesting because I'm in a similar. So my oldest son, um, he he works for my business in a, kind of a part time role. He's doing some school right now, mm-hmm. but it was always an interesting thing because I didn't, you know, I grew up poor and I, you know, I wanted to, you know, I've, I've done well for myself, but I, I want. I, it was important to me that my kids knew the importance of hard work and earning what you get, and I didn't want you know, any level of success that I had reached to influence them in a negative way. So I didn't want to just like give him a job just because his dad has a business. I wanted it to to be a good fit and I wanted it to be something that he wanted and he had to earn it. So, you know, going through a lot of that, um, how, when you, when you had your, with your daughter at that time, was that an easy decision to make? Like, was it a natural interest for her? And I'm assuming that this was what, like, a few years ago. So she's a little bit older now. She's still working for you. And how I'm curious how that dynamic has has worked out for you. Well, yeah, it was a natural fit for her because at the time, well, and and she still wants to um, do video game design. And so Mm -hmm. it was more about the programming elements of it. Right. And it actually started off with doing some graphic design stuff because, you know, I was using Canva and she was going in and making some amazing things for me in Canva. Um, And that's how it started. And I said, well, what about this? Or what about this? And I kept just introducing things to her. And now, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, and she was the one who told me actually at one point she said, Mom, you're treating me like your child, not an employee. I said, oh, okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> right? yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we've got, you know, we've got meetings on the books. Um, she submits an invoice to me. Like we've got all those things like in place, awesome. like it's just, she's a 1099 employee. Cause that's, you know, what she is. Um, but yeah. we start enfolding things. And so now, um, she's taken more of a lead with she, you know, before we had like a buffer where she wasn't really talking to like clients, but now she's the one that will email them if they don't give her the tech stuff, you know? So it's been great to see her progress in that and then really take a look at what's going on in a business. Like um, I just had a birthday, (laughs) like this, Mm -hmm. like past birthday. Thank you. (laughs) And um, I said, well, um, I turned 50 by the way. So so I'm super excited about turning 50 and um, super excited. I'm not. Yeah. I'm getting close. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, Love it. Love it. Love it. And so I said, I'm going to give something away for $50. She said, no, you're not like, she's like, well, that doesn't fit with your pricing model. So she's like telling me right about like my pricing Mm -hmm. and high ticket offers. So it's kind of great to see her kind of evolve and develop that business sense, you know, so it's kind of fun. That's amazing. I love hearing that because, you know, I'm kind of in the early stages because I always thought about kind of bringing them in on something, but it wasn't until kind of recently where it felt natural and right. And I saw, you know, he came to me saying, you know, he wanted the opportunity. And I think that was the most important thing to me. It's like, I just didn't want to give him a job just to give him one i wanted him to to want it and uh, and it's worked well because of that Mm -hmm. um have you experienced any challenges um having your daughter work for you for the company that maybe you wouldn't otherwise come across with somebody that isn't your your kid um no i mean i haven't had any challenges i mean at one point um, I had her talking and working directly with my operations manager. So I was even mm-hmm. more removed, you know, from some yeah. of the things because I felt like um, it wasn't a challenge, but I was very aware of the fact that she needs to learn how to work with other people. Yeah. And so I put that buffer in place, right? The go, operations manager, that's the person you're going to get the assignments from. And so I put those things in place to kind of help mitigate, you know, some things, but there, there haven't been any problems. Yeah. What, uh, if you were, if it, I'm making assumptions here, but usually I, I, I think I'm pretty spot on in that those many people that listen to this are either agency owners or business owners or thinking about that sort of thing. Um, what is some advice that you would give if somebody's in a situation where they're, they're either doing that, um, or they're thinking about doing that and maybe they have, you know, a preteen or a teenager, um, you know, what advice would you give to a business owner that might consider bringing in their, their son or daughter to work for the company in some capacity? Um, I think you have to really know your kid. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know what their work ethic is like. You mm-hmm. know how well they take instruction or not take instruction. Um, yeah. You know what their strengths and weaknesses are and their skills are. And if you have a pretty good handle on that, it's just like anyone else that you bring in, you're going to be able to assess you know, what they do. I mean, I'm like you. I mean, if she wasn't cutting a mustard, I'd be like, no, this isn't working. Yeah. Um, right. But you get to know, like you look at their strengths, you look at what the the growth potential is for them. Um, and if it's mm-hmm. a good fit, I would say, you know, give it a try, but set really clear boundaries, right? Yeah. Um, you know, make sure that they are, make sure that they have the right work ethic. 
You know, mm-hmm. even if they're your kid, you don't want somebody who's just doing it because oh, I'll just do it. No, they've got to really care about what yeah. you do. Um, and I find that because we had the right relationship and there was the right balance of things, it was easy for her to care about what I did. But she's seen this off and on over her years. You know, she would mm-hmm. come home, mom, are you really working? What do you mean? Well, you're in there laughing with people on the phone. I don't think you're working. And so she's seen that development over the years. And she's also seen people be so excited about the results that we've gotten them. So she's kind of um, bought into the company at that level. So it's made it easy yeah. for her to want to contribute. That's awesome. So she must be in her low twenties now. She's 20. That- yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So do you think that you had mentioned that she's kind of interested in, in some of like video game development? Will she continue to, to work with you in some capacity or do you see it as more of a, a means to an end, like it's just a journey and this is kind of a, a stepping ground for her to kind of go into the next thing. Yeah, we've talked about that and that's totally up to her, you know, yeah. you know, while she's going to school and while she's getting those other things. But I mean, she's, and, and this is with anybody that's on my team, anybody that's worked for me, I'm always asking them, so what is it that you want to learn? One of the things yeah. I hated about um, corporate companies is that they take, take, take so much. And they don't always really look to develop people, even though they say they do. And so I'm always asking, what else is it that you want to learn that will help you? Um, And so like right now, um, I'm I'm just signed on to be co-founder of another startup company. And she designed a logo for that, you know? So she's got these opportunities and these pockets of things that whatever skills she wants, you know, if it's through me or if I have a connection, I can refer her. Um, But she's got total you know, control over how much she stays, how long she stays, um, you know, from her perspective. But I also have total control over, is this a skill and role that's needed? Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, it's it's so interesting to kind of hear your story about how that's worked out for you, just because I'm kind of in the, in the thick of it. Yeah. So that's great. Um, when you think about your business and where it's at right now, and you, if you look back, what's, if there, is there one thing that kind of stands out more than anything that you would do differently? You got your time machine, you can go back and you can change it. Like, is there one thing that stands out that you might have done differently? Yeah, I have a lot of regret about not sticking with online course development. Hmm. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I have a master's degree in instructional design for online learning. It's what I did at Barnes & Noble, um, Mm. you know, brought e-learning into the company. And about 2007, um, I had morphed into helping people, wanting to help people build online courses. But back yeah. in 2007, it wasn't that popular of a topic unless you were mm-hmm. like paying like big bucks to do it. And so I got really discouraged because everybody was coaching, right? Everybody was becoming yeah. a coach. I was trying to teach people, you know, how to build things on um, Udemy was big at the time, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, like all these little platforms that were out there, digital access pass, you know, I was trying to build all this stuff on there and people were just not interested. And so I, I quit on it only to see that bubble and just rise like crazy, you know, years later. And so I've always regretted that I didn't stick with it, which is why I stick with quizzes now, because I feel like Mm -hmm. quizzes are kind of like the new webinar. You know, um, I did my first webinar in 1999, right? And it was, I worked for a national sales company that we couldn't bring the folks off the floor. So I was teaching on Citrix, right? I was teaching them, you know, classes across the country virtually. And there are still people today that are still trying to figure out how to do webinars. So look at that long arc. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like quizzes are the same thing because as people start to realize that the more data they get, the easier it is for them to market. They realize yeah. that interactive lead generation like quizzes is going to be a game changer for their business. 
Yeah, I think there's a correlation between, uh, I say that a lot about social media. Uh, I think it's the same with when you talk about like webinar, because at, at its core, when you talk about webinars and quizzes, like to me that that's education, right? Like there's always, there's always, most people have a, a thirst or a hunger to be educated and to learn and to consume, right? That never goes away. It's just how it's delivered is what evolves. It's the same thing with like social media, like because that term has kind of become synonymous with like Facebook and Twitter and the platforms that exist today. And I'm like, well, social media is not, it's storytelling. It's like, you know, this has existed forever. It's just, how is it delivered now? That's the only difference. Yeah. Um, and usually like when I talk about like, oh yeah, you're right. And then people, because there's a lot of people hate social media. It's kind of got like a negative connotation to it and justifiably so for a lot of reasons. But when you kind of break, break it down to its core. It's the same thing like what you're talking about with webinars and quiz. It's like, it's education. Like people are always going to want that. It's yeah. just what's different is how it's delivered. So I can definitely relate to that. Um, so where, what, what's the future for you? Like, what do you hope to see with your business in the next couple of years? Like, where do you want to go with it? So uh, we definitely want to reach the million dollar mark. Like that's an in, like yeah. a goal that we talk about every meeting. Like, you know, um, we want to mm -hmm. do that. But we also um, want to practice a little bit of what I would call, or actually what I learned is entrepreneurial justice. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before. Mm -mm. Um, no. And so, you know, I was doing some research. I have a friend who um, was doing some investigative work. He works on like cases around like, you know, racial justice and those kind of things. And we yeah. were looking up some research one day and I came across this idea of entrepreneurial justice where um, you can build your company and hire people that are just released from, you know, prison or from something like that. And I look at a lot of mm. women who have been incarcerated yeah not always for the right reasons, you know, that, that yeah. just happens in our country, right? Um, and I thought, you know, how cool would it be to actually create a training program where I'm teaching them how to cool. um, do the social media and implement the marketing strategies that we're creating for our clients. And then now they've got a skill that they can take and they can create their own business, right? They can mm. be the parent that gets to stay home with their kid because they have awesome. a virtual business. So that's like my big dream my big picture of where i would love to see things go in the next five years that's a really cool thing i never i mean just to put together like an education or some sort of resource for people that are in that situation that's amazing so that resonates with me because i grew up in a single mom environment it was just my mom myself mm -hmm. my brother we were poor um so I have a kinship to anytime I come across somebody like a, it's usually there's single dads too, but it's usually a single mom taking care of their kids. And if I can give them a career and be home with their kids, like I connect with that just because of how I grew up. So yeah. that's always super important to me just, but that takes it like to another level. So that's so cool. I think you're certainly onto something there and it's awesome. Um, our core values are very much about making the world a better place. So that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool that you think about that. I hope that that comes to fruition for you. Thank you. I'm excited about it. It gives us something to work yeah. for, you know, otherwise what's the point, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you, you're amazing. I, I really appreciate your time today. Where can uh, people learn a little bit more about you and your business? Yeah, well, they can always find us at thatmarketingteam.com. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a little button on there if you like coming to say hello and you want to kind of get started with just learning about who we are. Um, and then on all the social media platforms, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or even LinkedIn, I am Ty, T-A-I Goodwin. And they can find me that way. Would love to connect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for carving out some time today. If you're listening, check out the show notes. I'll make sure that the links 
uh, to her websites and stuff is in there. Um, but thank you so much for, for taking the time and, and sharing your story and some of the cool stuff that you're working on. Thank you, Jason. And I'm excited about what you're putting out there in the world as well. So thanks for that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. And for those of you listening, thank you for listening. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We'll catch you in the next episode of Anti-Agency. Thanks for listening. <laughs>